Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 18 Tyler's Goodbye Katie held her tray as she looked around the mess hall. All the tables were almost full. She mentally shook her head at the large number of seekers and pure hearts in the room. Automatically heading for the table where she usually ate, she realized there was only enough room for her to sit. Laying her tray on the table, she said a general hello to the pure hearts congregated around the table. Reaching for her fork, she looked up into Zach's steady gaze before he stood up and left the table. Cluxy immediately followed. She watched with startled eyes to see every pure heart sitting at the table immediately get up and leave. Glancing at the only occupant to stay seated, I know I took a shower this morning. Miss Smith leaned over. I believe the pure hearts are a little upset with you. Katie watched Justin give her one last glare before squeezing between two seekers. What did I do? Miss Smith reached over and patted her hand. I believe it's because you kissed Tyler Sanders. Katie stared at Rachel Smith a couple of seconds in surprise. How does anyone know I kissed Tyler? As far as she knew, there were only two other people who knew about the kiss. Katie looked around the room, finding Tyler. He was laughing and joking with a couple of seekers. They were clapping him on the back in a congratulating manner. His good-looking face lit up with what one of the seekers said to him. Her eyes narrowing, she watched him closely. Tyler definitely had his confidence back. She could see the cocky way he stood, the devil-may-care attitude on his face. Katie looked down at her tray, not really seeing her food. It was just a kiss, she thought to herself. It's not like I had sex with the guy. She glanced towards Tyler again, watching him closely wondering how she should react. They were not a couple, and the kiss hadn't meant that much to her. She had been afraid Tyler would think the kiss was more special than it actually was. If he told people about it, then it wasn't special to him. How did she feel about him not thinking it was special? She smiled to herself. This was exactly what she needed to extricate herself away from him and still keep their friendship intact. She lifted her head and watched Tyler swagger across the room. She liked Tyler a lot, but knew he would never be more than a friend to her. She wouldn't react at all, she decided. She would ignore everything until it blew over. Jackson sat down in front of her, his expression dark. She watched him carefully as he inhaled his food without saying a word to her. What's wrong with you? Jackson looked at her, his frown deepening. Tyler's leaving right after lunch. Katie looked across the room. 
Tyler was again laughing and talking with another group of seekers. I thought he was leaving in the morning. If he does not leave within the hour, I'm going to kill him. Katie leaned over. It's okay, Jackson. Let him have his glory. Jackson looked up, his face stunned. What? Everyone knows I kissed Tyler. So what? Everyone thinks he's a stud. He's more confident, and it was only a kiss. If at all possible, Jackson's face turned even darker. It looked like a lot more than just a kiss. I could feel your emotions, Katie. You're not feeling mine, Jackson. You're feeling Tyler's. You can feel my emotions now. Do they feel hurt or betrayed? Jackson watched her carefully. All the same, he leaves within the hour. I don't want another one of your friends dead because of me. Katie glanced towards Miss Smith, who was listening attentively. The older woman gave her a wink before slowly getting up from the table. I believe it's time I start teaching my class. Katie watched the older woman walk away. Looking down at her food, she no longer felt hungry. She pushed the tray away. I'd eat if I were you, Jackson pointed out. We're getting that new special forces guy to teach us how to fight in human form. You are signed up to be in the first class he teaches. She nodded automatically, pulling the tray towards her. Katie leaned up against the wall, waiting for Tyler to come into view so she could say goodbye. She silently groaned when she saw he was followed by an entourage. Justin, Joel, and several other seekers were walking Tyler out to Jackson's Hummer. She watched the guys as they joked and jabbed each other in play fighting. She knew Tyler was aware she was there. She waited patiently for the others to leave. When it appeared, they didn't look like they were going anytime soon. Her annoyance came to the surface. Tyler, if you would like to say goodbye, your friends need to leave, she said with her thoughts. She saw Tyler smile, but did not hear him tell the others to go. She watched him quietly for a moment. Goodbye, Tyler, she said quietly with her thoughts. She turned and walked back into the compound. She heard footsteps running behind her. She knew whose they were, deciding to ignore them. Katie, wait up. Tyler grabbed her arm. She slowly turned at his touch. I would like to know what I have done for you to treat me so callously. Her thoughts were soft, her anger evident. Tyler looked down at his feet. I never imagined you, of all people, who knows what it's like to be treated badly, Turn around and treat another like this. Katie could tell her words were cutting through his defenses, his cocky attitude disappearing. Tyler, you are my friend, and I would do anything for you. But right at this moment, I don't like you very much. She turned around and walked away. I'm sorry. She could feel his remorse. She looked back towards the nice-looking guy. She didn't want things to end this way. She didn't know when she would see him again. She walked back towards him and put her arms around him, giving him a tight hug. Goodbye, Tyler. He held on to her tightly, brushing his lips against her forehead. Gently pulling away from him, she turned and walked away. Katie, it was a plea that tore at her heart. Say goodbye, Tyler. I love you. The thoughts were soft, desperate. 
Katie kept walking away, her heart breaking for her friend. Then show me the respect I deserve. I'm sorry, Katie. I never meant... Katie sighed, but continued to walk away from him. I know, Tyler. I know. Katie walked into the fighting arena. There were three rows of seekers standing at attention. In the front, facing the seekers, a man was yelling at them. He was telling them how most of them were probably not going to make it through the course. Only the elite will graduate, she smirked. Obviously, this man did not know who he was dealing with. She could see a hole in front of the line next to Jackson. She casually walked up and stood next to him. The man zeroed in on her, got right up into her face and started screaming at her. She took it for about 30 seconds. Then allowing the heat to build into her muscles, she put both hands against his chest and pushed. She knocked the man about five feet onto his back. She walked up to him and reached out her hand. He automatically put his hand up. She pulled him onto his feet. We are here to learn how to fight, not get screamed at. Stop wasting our time. She walked back into line. She could hear snickers outside the arena. She glanced towards Jackson, who had a large smile on his face. Turning back, she waited patiently for the man who couldn't take his eyes off her. The man shook his head as if to clear it. He asked for a volunteer. Katie started to step forward when Jackson reached out his hand to stop her. Let the seekers get thrown around, he said privately with his thoughts. How do you know they get thrown around? Jackson shrugged. Katie watched as one of the seekers was told to attack and then was thrown down hard to the ground. He then went through the motion slowly so they could see how the move was done. They were instructed to get same-sex partners and practice. Katie glanced around the arena as Jackson faced her, obviously intent on being her partner. I said same-sex partners! The man yelled at Jackson. Jackson slowly turned to the man. Katie's my partner. The man stared for a couple of minutes at Jackson before shrugging his shoulders. They slowly went through the movement and then the counter movement. They practiced it a couple of times and was told to try it out on their partners. When Katie attacked, Jackson moved so fast she had no idea what exactly happened. The only thing she knew was she was down on the ground with the breath knocked out of her. Jackson reached over and grabbed her hand, pulling her up. Dazed, she looked around the arena. I didn't give you private lessons so you could beat the hell out of your girlfriend, said the instructor. He was standing in front of them, his hands on his hips. You gave me private lessons so I could teach Katie how to defend herself, Jackson retorted. A woman! does not have to learn combat techniques against a man. The instructor continued to argue. That is exactly what Katie needs to learn. Katie, do you want me to treat you as my equal? Katie looked at the instructor, then towards Jackson. She knew exactly what Jackson was asking. Absolutely. I want to learn how to defend myself against anything. I want Jackson to be my partner. Jackson nodded. His head turned to the instructor. Katie has a bullseye on her back the size of Mount Everest.
She needs to learn how to fight without the help of anyone else around her. The instructor stared at Katie for a few minutes. Is this what your father was telling me about? The abnormal circumstances of my position? Katie couldn't help giggling. No, this is normal circumstances. I'm sure you'll find out about the abnormal circumstances in due time. The rest of the afternoon, Katie was taught by the instructor. Jackson showed her how to make each movement slowly, then faster and faster until she was able to do the moves without thinking. Long after everyone else quit for the day, Jackson stayed with Katie, teaching her over and over again the moves. She was exhausted, and yet she stayed, drawing on her animal spirit reserves. She wasn't aware of the crowd watching her and Jackson as he patiently taught her. She did not complain, but matched each thrust and block with his. Jackson finally called a halt when it was too dark to see. Katie walked out of the arena. The crowd made room for them to pass through. She was so tired. She didn't pay attention to who was in the crowd or what they were saying. She understood a few words as it drifted towards her exhausted state. She's the pure heart who risked her life for a seeker. She wanted to stop and argue, saying there were more than just her. She was just too tired to comment. She is the reason we know we can be free. Jackson walked beside her, opening the door to the mess hall. She entered the room. All the seekers jumped to their feet, giving the Roman salute. The pure heart slowly stood up, eyeing the seekers awkwardly. She walked towards the food line, which immediately disintegrated in front of her. She grabbed a tray while Jackson loaded up silverware and napkins. He instructed the cooks on what to give her. Walking back into the mess hall, the seekers were all still at attention. Zack and Cluxy quickly walked over to her. Cluxy grabbed her tray, while Zack needlessly told people to get out of the great white wolf's way. The moment she sat down, the seekers resumed doing whatever they were doing before she entered. Katie stared at her plate, too exhausted to eat. If you don't eat, you will regret it in the morning, Jackson told her softly. Knowing he was right, she forced herself to eat. When she got up once again, the seekers jumped to attention. Ignoring them, she walked out of the room with Zack and Clutsy at her side. She reached into her pocket for her keys. Zack grabbed them from her hands and helped her into the passenger seat. He ran around and climbed into the driver's seat and drove home. Arriving home, she stumbled. Zack grabbed her and swung her up in his large arms. She rested her head on his shoulders and fell asleep before they reached the front porch. Katie, are you all right? Katie opened her eyes into slits, trying to figure out who was talking to her. She blinked a couple of times. I'm sorry, Katie. I pushed you too hard. Katie still couldn't figure out who was talking to her. She swept the hair out of her eyes, trying to focus on the figure sitting on her bed. Jackson? Jackson's eyes looked haunted. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Katie sat up slowly, her muscles complaining about every movement she made. I'm okay. 
I know you're just looking out for me. Jackson rubbed his eyes, his weariness evident. Jackson? Katie reached out and grabbed his hand. You look exhausted. Jackson shook his head. Every time I close my eyes, I see you in Tyler's arms. Katie studied Jackson. It didn't mean anything. He closed his eyes, shaking his head. It never even crossed my mind. Tyler would sneak into your heart like that. What are you talking about? Jackson looked at her wearily. I can feel your emotions, Katie. You care about David. Every time you see him, I can feel how your emotions jump. When you watch him with Candace, your heart breaks. It never occurred to me. Tyler would slide in without my knowledge and take another part of your heart. It didn't mean... Yes, it did. You care about Tyler. That is why you didn't get upset when he was running around telling everyone about the kiss. I do care about Tyler, but I'm not in love with him, Katie tried to explain. I admit I enjoyed kissing him, but my emotions were not involved. The guy drives me crazy. Jackson jumped off the bed and started pacing the room. He has this country yokel act down to an art form. He has the gomer pile, oh golly gee, I'm so bashful, and has every girl running to his rescue. Katie giggled. It's not that bad. He looked around the room. By the way, where is that t-shirt you were wearing when he was in your bedroom? I threw it out. Oh, so I don't get to play the shy. Oh, golly, I'm too embarrassed to tell you I can see every detail of your body in that shirt. Will you stop? He's running around telling everyone he not only kissed you, but got to second base. Jackson stopped in front of her. If he stayed another day, the story would change. Then he made it to home run. Instead of getting mad, what does my Katie do? Frustrated, he runs his fingers through his hair. She just leans over and says, That's okay. It gives him confidence. Let him have his glory. She couldn't help giggling. Tyler will always be special to me because he was there in the beginning. Jackson watched her intently. I was there before Tyler. Yes, you were. He sat down on the bed. Do you care for me? Katie stared into Jackson's uncertain eyes. That has got to be the stupidest question I have ever heard. She shook her head. I thought I had proven my loyalty. I know you're loyal. I know you're kind-hearted and have no malice towards anyone. Except for the coward Forrest, of course. Katie smiled. He grabbed her hand and wrapped his fingers around hers. I need to know if you care for me, Jared Price. Yes, Jared. I care for you. Jackson smiled slowly, reaching over and embracing her. Thank you, Katie. He rested his head on her shoulder before slowly pulling away. Getting up from the bed, he staggered. Instantly alert, Katie jumped up and held on to him. You are so exhausted. You can hardly stand. Jackson shook his head, grimacing. Lay down on my bed. I can't. If I lay down, I may not be able to get back up. Then sleep here with me. Jackson opened his eyes wide and stared at her with a quiet intensity. I don't mean have sex. I just mean for you to sleep. Katie amended, her face feeling hot. I don't have real clothes on. 
Jackson said softly. If I fall asleep, the projection will disappear. Katie stared at him for a couple of seconds, quickly turning to her dresser where she found a pair of sweatpants. Throwing them towards the bed, she stepped out of her room to give Jackson some privacy. When she thought she had waited long enough, she looked inside. He was lying down on the bed, already sound asleep. His chest was bare. The sweatpants could be seen just above the sheet. She crawled into bed next to him, making sure she didn't wake him up. She lay there quietly, wide awake, listening to Jackson's soft breathing. The moon was bright as it shone through the window. She could see the outline of his body clearly, pulling up into a half-seated position, her head resting on her palm. She reached out and softly touched his chest. She could feel the ragged scars as it streaked across his torso. She followed them with her finger. His whole chest was covered in jagged scars, a testament to his outer endurance and inner strength. She studied the marks closely. It appeared the older scars looked less noticeable. She wondered if the animal spirit inside of him would eventually make the scars completely disappear. In a way, she would like the scars to stay. It was an outward testament of all the things he had gone through. She also wanted them to disappear, making his beautiful body unmarred by hatred that came against him and lost. She lay watching him sleep for a long time. Eventually, her eyes began to droop. Laying her head back on her pillow, she fell into a deep, restful sleep. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.